0: Welcome to Wine For Me podcast, where I chat to anyone that can give you and me insight into the South African wine industry. Please enjoy. Philip van Sale is the editor of the Platters Wine Guide of South Africa for the last 21 years. This guide has the aim to rate every wine from every South African vintage and has done so since 1980. The 2019 Platter's Guide is the 39th edition. Philip, tell us how your journey started and how you became the editor of the Platter's Guide. Uh,
1: I grew up in Johannesburg and we didn't in our family have a a wine culture as, as such, but my father is from the Cape or was from the Cape and in fact studied at, um, at Stellenbosch University and he worked for a, a Swiss company and he taught himself German in order to communicate with his colleagues. He enjoyed wine, I think because of the German connection he latched onto this wine, Tassheimer Goldropfchen. Oh, okay. And um, so he could say the name and he knew what it meant and so it was kind of a passion for him and he'd, at every opportunity he'd um, open a bottle and then he tell you and it means um, little gold droplets. Okay and so he um, you know he, he never tired of telling the story. So so I think I've got I've got little gold drops in my DNA somewhere. Oh uh, okay so, somewhere. <laughs> so there's but, one um, in the background. There's, there's one in the background. But unfortunately the um, <clears throat> not it's not very good DNA because the little golden drops were kind of two star quality and not not five star. <laughs> As it it turns out, but I I guess it's it's better than rum and coke. So in the early 1990s, my -hmm. wife Kathy and I started, um, in fact, Mm -hmm. her sister started doing the Cape Wine Academy courses in Johannesburg, and she really loved that, so she she roped us into that. And it kind of escalated from from there, we really got into it. And Kathy's now an international master of wine, and I'm just a a, a wino and a hack, So, (laughs) so there's that. But yeah, so so we're we, very
0: well respected whylon and <laughs> I have to say <laughs>
1: so she and i in the 90s early 90s we went to visit or we'll, we'll stay with her the great aunt mm-hmm. Noreen who owned what is now the Louisenhof property which is which is right next to yes, yeah, down the road from Simonsuch and it's, it had a, a swimming pool in the garden with a view of, of Simonsburg mountain
0: okay <laughs>
1: and we were there every December and it broke our hearts to go back every year to Johannesburg we thought let's see if we can make a go of it okay and come down here and live and make a living among the vines and we moved down here in 1995 and yeah so that's, that's kind of how it snowballed
0: Okay, but you did study journalism because you were an editor for the Condé Nast magazine. Well,
1: I was in basically marketing journalism. I okay. was writing press releases and brochures and videos, okay. video scripts, and those sorts of things. It was not wildly exciting. So, so when we moved down here, yeah. I, I still don't know how I managed to do it, but I, I got a gig on a column in Sunday Life, which was yeah. the, the lifestyle supplement okay, yeah. of the of the Sunday Star. And John and Erica Platter had a column on the alternate. Sunday. Okay. So we, uh, we kind of swapped. And yeah. um, while we were studying at the Wine Academy, I mean, obviously everybody gets gets to read platters, and I just fell in love with this because I thought the quality of the, the writing yeah. and aside from anything else was awesome. So I thought, well, you know, I'd, I'd approach Don and Erica and see if maybe I can contribute in some way, maybe help to write the, the overview paragraphs yes. or, or whatever. Okay. And um, as it turns out, they had sold the, the rights, the intellectual property rights of the guide to their, their printing company, which was called Credo. Okay. And I went to see the, the, the sales director of creda Andrew McDowell. And I, I don't have much of a recollection of that of that interview. But it, I, I think what he said was, do you want the job? And I said yes.
0: <laughs> okay, great. Well, good for you. <laughs> now you you've been with them for 21 years already. Now tell us, the platters... Is not just a rating system. It provides a little bit more. Tell us what else can we find in the Platters Guide.
1: We try and give people the readers a, a kind of a mental picture of the property, and but it's also it's also a reference work, mm-hmm. so it's useful for for academics and, and people doing research and yeah. you know all those sorts of things. So it covers a very wide spectrum, and therefore we give an overview paragraph about the producer, you know, where they fit into the into the hierarchy of things. Are they a, a small producer, boutique scale, or are they okay. large or, or whatever, and then something about the If they have a tasting venue, Mm. uh, something about the venue, you know, opening hours, if they have a restaurant or kitty friendly facilities etc and then also stats about production the volume of production whether it's mostly red or white or pink so it covers a whole spectrum of things so you get a nice kind of potted picture of the the producer
0: that's why we in South Africa call it our wine Bible because you just need that guide if you travel in South Africa and you are planning to visit wineries then that's the only thing you really need in your pocket and it's nice and small so it's easy to travel with but you also have an online version so you don't necessarily have to buy the book
1: yeah there's apps for Android and iOS for full devices, and also there's a, a web-based version. Okay. Yeah, so you basically can pick and choose.
0: <laughs> okay, and then one of the new additions to the South African scene, but also the Platter's Guide, is the Old Vine Project. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Old Vine Project?
1: The, the Old Vine pr- Project is really a, an entity which has been going for about two, three years now. It basically promotes the um, the fostering and the rehabilitation of old vines. They classify Old as being 35 years and above. And there are apparently more old vines in South Africa than in any of the other wine producing countries oh. in, in the world. I didn't know that, but Rosa Kruger, who's the, the expert on this, says so. So um, they fairly recently, the Old Vines Project started a certification program and they have a, a seal, a bottle sticker, which the producer can yeah. fix to the bottle, which kind of guarantees and it tells you how old the, the vines are. And we kind of latched on to that and said, we'll flag those. In the guide, and we have a little icon that tells you which okay. which of those wines are certified as being old. old, old yeah.
0: Okay. Now, tell us just briefly how the judging panel go about tasting and rating the wines.
1: So the wines are sent in by the producers in the middle of the year, around about uh, the end of June, and they go to a central warehouse where they get sorted and processed, and then they go out to the, to the tasters at home. So the tasters. Uh, it's, not, it's not like a competition where there's a big hall and everybody wears white jackets mm-hmm. and, they, and, they, mm-hmm. and they taste, which is perfectly valid. There's nothing wrong with that. We just, we just see ourselves as a, as a guide. And what, what we want to do is we want to have as much information about the producer and the wine available mm-hmm. as possible so that we can understand what the intention of the producer is. And we can, we can kind nice. of get under the skin and get the backstory and try and convey that. As, as best we can. So okay. so, the, so the wines go to the tasters at home, along with each wine has a, a technical analysis sheet which is very detailed, I'm sure the producers hate us, but it talks about the literal the analysis, the, t- the pH and the acidity mm-hmm. etc, but also the, the wooding and any other information that's okay. germane. So the taster then sits and, the, and he or she, I draw up a list of who tastes what at the beginning of the tasting cycle, okay. we discuss it with the tasters so that there's no conflict of interest um, because it's the site of tastings, obviously, okay. you know, we need to bulletproof things as uh, you know as far as possible on that score, mm-hmm. and then and then th- so so they they in other words taste through their portfolio, log their tasting notes on an internet, along with the, the rating, and then they send the documentation to me, and I edit it and check it. So yeah, so the, all, of, all of the work is, is done by the taster at home.
0: Okay, and then how do the judges go by tasting the five-star nominees?
1: The whole nominee thing has slightly changed over the past few years because the new publisher, uh, J.P. Rousseau, believed that he he wanted to... So previously, the the, the tasters, when they tasted wines and they identified a wine that they knew was or felt was definitely four and a half star, but possibly Mm -hmm. worthy of five nominated that wine to go into a second round of tasting which is conducted blind and JP thought it was fairer and and I totally agree that from a certain Rating, in other words, on a, on a hundred-point scale because that's the scale that we use in-house for our ratings, okay. and it's now also reflected in the book as of this latest edition. Okay. So, in other words, wines from 90 and and subsequently and 93 okay. uh, are are then automatically entered into. So it's not it's not a nomination anymore, but it's just, it's you know if it's 93 and above, it gets into the second round. As I say, that's an okay. audited blind tasting and the wines that that emerge from that as five stars are the five stars and then the 94 points are the highly recommended and the other ones end up at 93.
0: Okay so that is all conducted blind. Okay and then is there a limit to the amount of five-star wines or does it just go on the quality that you get and every year it's different? Yeah
1: there is no limit um, and it is different, um, different every year. I think everybody will agree that the quality mm-hmm. is, is improving year on year, mm-hmm. so the, I think the numbers will necessarily go up. But I think what we really want to try and do is to, is to make sure that only the very best get that because it's, it's prestigious, and we really want only the top wines to get that. So I think the, the tasters certainly are encouraged to be selected and mm. you know just to make sure that the, the very best, the creme de la creme, get.
0: And there is a lot of really good wines now in South Mm, Africa. In fact, your latest edition has over 700 pages um, and it started off much thinner. Is the industry growing and do you think people aim for quality or quantity when they start making wines these days? The
1: the industry is definitely growing and um, we have our 50 new producers every year and i'm sure this year although right now at this relatively early stage i don't have nearly that number of new producers on my radar but what happens is that once we've issued the invitation to be featured in in the the wine in other words when the season opens if i could put it that way then you know people come forward with we don't know of um, okay, and so you know, we've made our first vintage and we really like to be in the books. So we end up with around 50 new producers every year, so I, I'm, okay. there's no reason to think that we won't do so again. But I think that uh, but the trend definitely is for smaller por- portfolios maybe one wine, two wines, mm-hmm. and, and just much scale down, but with an absolute focus on quality and um, mm-hmm. crafting.
0: Yeah, that's good news for us um, wine drinkers definitely, to get definitely. some good quality. Yeah. Now, every year people wait in anticipation to see what color the platter's guide will be. You even launch a competition on social media for people to guess the color, and it plays an integral part in the launch of the hard copy. Now tell us, uh, is there a secret to picking the color every year?
1: Uh, But I must tell you, because uh, my my first edition was this one, as you can see, which is kind of the charcoal color, and the next edition was 2000 because it was the millennium. Uh, and the theme is sparkling wine, so everybody, was there's a whole gallery of photographs of happy, smiley Okay uh, Winemakers doing smiley, happy things and then the colour comes out and it's, it's a sort of a midnight blue which is not it's not exactly the cheerfulest, sparkliest colour <laughs> Yeah, color. yeah. So, so I said to Andrew the McDowell, we'd test things up a little bit and have a nice lively colour So we started from 2002 In those days it was he and I who kind of came up with a colour we probably, I think mostly what we do is we'd have a look on wine shelves and find an interesting color on a capsule and kind, okay. of, kind of borrow that. But um, so at the moment we involve the, our fans on social media. It's a, we call it a competition, but it's not really. We just say help us to choose the color that you. Okay. That, so we put out six or seven colors on social media, and people can vote and they can win wine if you know for participating. But it's not really a competition. But it's and a great
0: fun thing yeah, to, to uh, do. Yeah, and it's it's it is. Nice. Uh, yeah, and it sort of gives another twist to the Platters Guide that yeah. can be quite a serious yeah. thing. I mean, the Platters Guide are really for people that's into wine and you know are taking it quite serious Mm. so it's kind of a fun thing to have the color picked and um, voted on and all that yeah Yeah.
1: I I think yeah it's it's meant to be fun and I think it's become a, a feature you know, the, the fact that it's quite a loud colour, usually, it kind of reflects the fact that, that the tone of the book is, no, is not, I call it a reference work, but it's, I don't think it's written in that style. It's kind of chatty and more, yeah. and more informal, so it kind of reflects what's in the book and, and, and hopefully makes it less daunting. Yeah,
0: wow. you know, I think I have every edition and it looks nice on your bookshelf with all the different colours yeah, yeah. and it gets thicker yeah. as well. That's it amazing. actually has a nice pattern going. Just tell the listeners there is the online version and just to give the listeners the web address where they can download the platter Guide and anything else that you want to add maybe.
1: The web address is wineonaplatter.com. You'll see immediately where you can download. There's a product section where you can buy the book online when we'll ship it to you anywhere around the world or obviously you can buy it in retail or the stock countrywide yeah. at Wine Farms, in bookshops, etc. Uh, and you can download the, the apps from there as well. And as I say, the, the web-based version is actually is pretty cool because it is obviously web-based, but it, it's quite powerful and it's search-driven, so it's, it's, it's flexible and gives you different insights into the, mm. into, it has an advanced search feature, so you can look for you know, all of the four-star wines or five-star wines in yeah, a okay. particular region yeah. if that's where you're going to travel. If you're planning on, on doing winelands rambling mm. or you're planning a tasting uh, and you only want, you know, five-star Chine and Blanc, for example. Mm. You can very quickly go and look it up there. So it's pretty flexible.
0: I think I read somewhere there's a GPS system that you're working on now as well that you have on the new edition um, to pinpoint locations and things like that. It's
1: a it's a system. It's called what three words? It's a brilliant it's a system which was developed to basically help people who, who around the world who don't. Uh, you know wh- whose addresses are problematic so in, okay. in one way or other so it's, it's divided the globe into three meters square mm. and it's defined by a combination of three words okay so so you can find you can find any or name any place on earth by using those combination of, okay. of three words so it's a gps but in a, in a much more friendly version which is why okay. we've used that so you can type in in your in your search engine mm. you can type in that combination of, of words and it'll bring up the screen and not the screen, the map, and you can get directions to 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 there. We've also got the, the conventional GPS, uh, yes. which which we had for several years yeah. now. But um so it's a, it's as simple as a user friendly. It's quite fun to read as well because some of the the combinations, as you can imagine, they're random. Yes, they're just yeah. random words, so they're interesting. Just okay,
0: Philip, thank you. I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to add, but I hope everybody will invest in the Platter's Guide and travel our winelands. There's such a lot of beautiful places and there's a lot of gems in our industry that people not necessarily would know about if they don't go a little bit through the Platter's Guide and look at uh, some of the new boutique wineries, little places that um, is off the beaten track, so it's a yeah, very yeah. good guide to have for that. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Good luck with the next edition. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I need it.
0: This episode was recorded and produced by me, Amanda Fisser. I hope you enjoyed it.